What do students know about sex? Probably more than we care to believe or admit. The topic of sexuality is no longer just an adult topic, but is influencing students of all ages. Want to know what students think about the number of genders? In today's episode, we hear from them directly about what they believe in regards to sexuality and share thoughts about where the church can step up. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. All right, we're talking about sexuality in this episode, and we're taking data directly from students themselves. We're not going to be talking about what we think students think. We're going to hear from them directly. And Jason, this is really eye-opening data and research. Some of the numbers we're going to share today kind of made my mouth drop open because there's there's a lot here. And this data that we're drawing from is very fresh as of this recording. So this data comes from a survey of over 2,100 students from 21 states taken in the summer of 2022. And we are going to talk about what they're saying and then some of the observations that we have in this episode. Questions like, how many genders? Where do students' sexual beliefs come from? What, how much is their church talking about this topic? Some very, very important things for us to hear from in terms of what students have to say. If you have not checked out our last episode or previous episodes, we are continuing the series in regards to different topics that we have surveyed students and are discussing their response to different topics like COVID and fear, their response to um, the school atmosphere, and the last episode in regards to faith in general. In our next episode, we are going to dig deeper into what they think about the Bible. In terms of this episode in the topic, if you're looking for more about sexuality, I'm going to give you a a resource at the end of this episode that you absolutely need to have that will help you on this topic. This is a resource that's available that has so much more in depth than what we'll talk about today, and I can't wait to, to get that to you. So let's get into the questions here, Jason, and we're going to mention, too, that our audience here, a lot of these students would consider themselves Christians. So 77% of these students say that they either somewhat or regularly attend church. And that gives us an idea of who we're talking about. So this is not a general population survey. These are what we would call adolescents in the church. And we release a report we have for a few years called the Adolescents in the Church Trend Report. So this this would be representative of probably what we would consider traditionally like your basic youth group student. Right. And we asked a question that may be something that you're very interested about what students think. And we asked, there are two genders. Do you agree strongly? Do you somewhat agree? Are you uncertain or do you disagree somewhat or strongly? And the results are, 73% feel strongly in agreement that there are two genders. 
Now, this may or may not be a surprise. It may or may not be representative of what you think might be in your church. But again, we're talking about, think of the, the typical student that would be in your church. Now, what I thought was very interesting, Jason, was that 11% disagreed with that idea that there are two genders. So more than 10% said, I totally disagree with that statement, and 9% were uncertain. So about 20% of students are saying either they're not sure or they disagree with the fact that there are two genders. I thought the 9% was interesting as well because it's it's basically saying, like, I, I want to say one way, but the culture is saying something, so I don't know where I stand on this. And it, it kind of gives a, an insight of like the potential and opportunity that we have to speak truth into lives that not every student has decided one way or the other. And, and we may be like, man, yeah, there is definite hard line. And we see that in the 73%, but there's still those who are questioning, those who are looking around in their world and their, their circumstances and, and still building their worldview and we have an opportunity to go, here's the truth. Here's something that the Word of God says. So about one out of ten students in our youth groups are have not yet made up your, their minds about the number of genders. The next question we asked was, when it comes to my friends and their beliefs about sexuality, most of them, and then the options were, they're very open to change their uh, beliefs. They're somewhat open. They're not. I'm not sure how f- open my friends are to change their mind. They're somewhat closed or they're very closed. And wow, Jason, on this one, what really surprised me was the fact that 42% of students said that they don't know how strongly their friends hold their values on sexuality. Yeah, it's kind of questioning, do they discuss it? Are they afraid to discuss it? Is that a topic that is we think they will talk about, but really... It's not, you know, amongst friends. Now, again, this this wasn't asked like, hey, of your school population. These were of your friends and their beliefs about sexuality. So 42%, 20% said their friends have an openness to change their mind. And a higher percentage, 38%, said that their friends have a, a closed or very closed level when it comes to changing their beliefs in their mind about sexuality. The next question that we asked was, where do students' beliefs about sexuality come from? Do they come from parents, school, online, media, their friends, or the church, Bible? And the top answer that the students' beliefs about sexuality come from is online and media at 68%. And that just dwarfed every other answer, Jason. I mean, look at all the other potential answers to that between parents, school, friends, or church slash Bible, that answer of their beliefs coming from the online or media dwarfed all those combined. Yeah, didn't even go beyond 10% on anything else. And church slash Bible only had 5% in response, that they learned sex or sexuality or beliefs about sex from the church, from the Bible. And that, that, again, that's something we need to be thinking about the ramifications of what students are saying there, that only 5% of our students saying that their beliefs about sexuality 
are coming from the church and the Bible. That to me is shockingly low, especially in compared to with online and media being so high at 68%. And we ask, is the Bible clear about sexuality? Which when you pair these two where it's a low number of the church, the Bible is where they're getting their beliefs from compared to the Bible is clear about sexuality. We had 70% feel the Bible is clear about sexuality. And so there is this discrepancy between uh, where they're getting their beliefs from, yet they turn around and, and say, yeah, but we believe the, the Bible is clear about sexuality. And so, I, you know, 70% agree, about 10% disagree that the Bible is clear about sexuality. So 10% of our students are saying, I don't think the Bible is clear about sexuality. And 20% are not sure. They're uncertain if the Bible is clear. So when you think about ones that are either not certain or don't think the Bible is clear, that's 30%. So 3 out of 10 students in our churches are saying either I don't know or I'm uncertain or disagree how clear the Bible is about sexuality. The next question that we asked was, my youth group addresses sexuality. And then we the options were regularly, sometimes, not sure, rarely, or never. And 33% say regularly or sometimes they share about sexuality or address the topic. And 50% are saying either they rarely address it or never address it. And those numbers were split right in the middle. 25% of students saying my youth group rarely addresses it and 25% saying my youth group never addresses it. That means that many more youth groups are not addressing sexuality at all than the ones that are addressing sexuality. And that's something we need to think about again are our youth ministries the one you represent? You might be involved in leading one, or you're, you might be listening to this as a parent wondering, does my youth group address it as well? And being on both sides of that equation, you know, when you address sexuality now, you almost always have to give parents an advance warning. And if you do that, then you're going to get lots of questions, and there's going to be probably a lot of time invested in people asking questions. And Again, we used to be able to assume in most of our churches, again, this is a, a generalization, but a lot of our churches we could assume, well, we all feel the same way. Well, we can't, we don't have that universal sense of agreement anymore. So addressing this isn't as simple as it used to be. Or is it where the old model of going through series and having a three to four week series on sex is enough? Like, is that enough to have conversations about this topic where just one minute portion of the year yeah you're talking in depth about it and it's very focused and everything but it's not spreading throughout the entire year it's not having that conversation in other conversations how things connect to sexuality how things are related to what we are dealing with in, in a culture and and so when as a church or a youth group really just kind of goes, yeah, we talk about sex, yeah, three weeks out of the year. Like, is that sufficient to do, or should we be kind of sprinkling it in more often uh, in all of our talks? Yes. 
Next question we ask is, how important do you think the issue of sexuality is to students? So we're asking students this question, how important is sexuality to students? They could answer very important, somewhat important, neither, or somewhat unimportant or very unimportant. And 67% said that it is important to them. So two out of three saying sexuality in this issue is very important. Probably not surprising, but that's saying that two out of three students in our youth group are saying, look, this is an issue that is important, and therefore I think it warrants the fact that it needs to be addressed and talked about on some level. 11% said it's not important, so I kind of made the note of, is that middle schoolers? You know, it's it's more new to them as a topic. Uh, they're, they don't know a whole lot, and so it's not really something that they feel is important and uh and i don't know maybe maybe not um just kind of evaluating some of the numbers so when we get back from the break we're going to talk about the ramifications of some of these numbers and what this means for you in terms of how you lead how you parent what you're doing at your church these are very very important things that we will be discussing All right, so if you wanted to know what your students in your church or youth group are thinking about when it comes to sexuality, that's what we've been talking about. So keep in mind that of these students that we're talking about where this data sources from, 77% of them say that they're attending church on somewhat of a regular basis, either very regularly or somewhat. So again, these are what I would call and categorize as you know, our youth group kids represented in the data. Now that being said, the majority are holding a biblical view of sexuality in regards to gender. And I think sometimes, Jason, when we, we're listening to outside voices, when we're listening in our circles as adults into what's being talked about through the media, on our social media feeds, um, we might be kind of overwhelmed by the fact that the world is rapidly shifting. But asking students themselves... The majority of them are saying, hey, we have what you would consider a traditional, comma, biblical view of, of marriage and sexuality and gender. And you would think because of the world around us that it would be way lower, that the majority of students would just go, yeah, there's an infinite amount of genders or there's whatever category of genders that there may be. We are hearing that as a, a culture. and. That's obviously relevant. That is something that is being discussed and that's being taught. And that's being like, there's that reality of like, I don't know if that is reality. We're not living in reality right now. And, and so is that influencing students in their beliefs? And then when we ask them directly, they're like, no, we see that there's two genders. And yet we're being told otherwise that the majority of this generation is going down the other route. And I think that really where that comes down to play for us leading in churches and influencing students' minds is, number one, to not overreact. I think sometimes our overreaction out of fear or anger or frustration to some of the things that we may feel like, oh, man, this, this thought about progressive sexuality is really pervasive and taking over. When we 
when we respond, if we feel that way and we respond out of fear, and that fear can lead to frustration, anger, other things that aren't good. I think when we do that, sometimes we can, I think students are turning it off. They're turning off our voice in their life. I think my suggestion and my approach in this topic is to speak uh, aware of feelings, but not based on feelings. We live in a, a really a feelings and emotionally driven society right now, and a lot of our conversations are driven that way. And I suggest that you recognize that emotion, but you don't base the conversation on that. And so with students, when we're talking about these things, even the fact that if we know that the majority of our audience sitting before us in our youth groups feel um, that the Bible is clear about sexuality and there are two genders and, and, and generally tends to have a conservative, uh, what I would call a traditional biblical view of it, then we need to be equipping them to have rational conversations because, you know, when you think about all the conversations, when you look at something from, uh, again, a traditional biblical view, uh, the conversation can be rational. And I think the further away you get from God's truth, the more the rationale breaks down. And so I, I want to influence students in my sphere by saying, look, let's talk about this from a rational, logical viewpoint rather than entering into the arena of emotions, which I think can get really tricky really fast. The other swing of the pendulum is just sticking your head into the sand and ignoring it altogether. And that's not going to be helpful either because just by simply saying, oh, it's not a big deal and or going, oh, okay, the majority still hold this traditional biblical view of sexuality. Great. Then I don't have to mention anything because they hold it. It's that slippery slope. If you don't address it, if you don't keep uh, discussing the, the truth and keep the vision of what God had for sexuality in front of them, it's going to slip away. And then eventually you're going to go, oh, wow, the majority don't believe this anymore. And then then you ask, well, how do we get there? It's because the church isn't speaking up. The Christian is not speaking up. It's not providing, they're not providing a rational uh, perspective on this. And instead we're just reacting. We're just, you know, out of emotion or out of fear, just kind of speaking into it when it might be too late. Yeah. So from this data, we can see that the majority believe that the Bible is clear about sexuality. Now, there are some that don't. There's some of our students that don't feel it's clear, but again, it's it's good to have a, an overall perspective that the majority of our students feel that the Bible is clear about sexuality. My personal opinion and the view of our ministry here represented this podcast never the same is that we have a traditional and biblical view of marriage and sexuality, and we we do feel that the Bible is really clear about sexuality. And, um, you know, in our world today, we can shy away from those conversations because we're afraid we're afraid of them we're afraid of what it might lead to what others might think of us but again i think just a loving compassionate and um and logical approach to the conversation can invite an open dialogue with people i think sometimes we feel like i'm afraid to have that conversation because of how it might get into a, a very emotional response and i think we can only control who we are, but we need to be having these conversations, and they need to be loving, compassionate, and based on what does the Scripture say and logic and rational. Many times 
our fear is because we've stepped away from really knowing God's word of like, we aren't stepping into a level of conviction in regards to this. We can step and have confidence in what the Bible says when you know what the Bible says. But as you aren't aware of what the Bible says about sexuality and you start having a conversation and you start allowing the fear creep in, then you're starting to get convinced from the other side that maybe there is other alternatives. But when you know, and you, it's not just based on what somebody else has said about the Bible, but when you know the word of God in regards to this topic or any topic, there's a level of conviction that's like, I can stand firm on this and be confident to have this belief, this traditional biblical belief about marriage, about sexuality. And when a conversation happens, instead of shying away, like, why can't we just stand firm and and talk about it because of the the conviction that we have? But instead, we're like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know exactly what the word says, because maybe we haven't sought out that. Another big takeaway for us from this data, which I think was pretty surprising to me here, is that there is a large number of our Christian students who don't talk about sexuality with their friends because they reveal in this data that they don't know uh, what to say because maybe how they're going to be perceived. They don't know what to say because they don't know where their friends stand on this. 42% of students said that um, they're not sure how open their friends are in terms of their beliefs about sexuality. And so th- to me that says there a lot of our students are not having the conversation. And I think that's something we can be bringing up as parents with our students, like, hey, is this something you talk about? Now, I, I've asked my daughters all along, is sexuality an issue that you talk about? I'm just trying to find out if that's a topic that comes up and... And then I want to know if they're not talking about it, why? What are the reasons you're not talking about it? And I would encourage you, if your parents or youth workers, youth pastors, are you asking your students not only what their beliefs are, but really, like, another question, are you talking with your friends about it? Is this a topic that, that comes up, or do you stay away from it? And it seems like the data is revealing that more and more students are staying away from this topic. And I think there's things that we could assume about why they're not talking about it another takeaway that we kind of pulled from this data is that media not the church or the bible is informing them about sexuality where the majority of the students say yeah i've learned about sexuality what i believe about sexuality is coming from media or online sources and five percent is coming from the the church or the bible and that is a huge number where we have a, a great, great opportunity to be the beacon of light in this topic, but yet we shy away or we, we like I said previously, where it's just relegated to just a few weeks out of the year and that's it. And instead, how we can openly talk about it with with students. And I know, I know right now the whole conversation about sexuality, even in schools, is like at what age? Do you start bringing this up and and how much do you discuss with a child and should parents be involved with these conversations? And and so there is some of that in regards to talking to students about it. We're not talking about sexual activity necessarily. We are talking about what 
the Bible says in regards to sexuality, sexual behavior, morality in regards to uh, sex and lust and all of that. And God has a view and a plan and it's found in the word of God. And yet are we shying away from even discussing those kind of things with our students? If you listen to the last episode, we talked about this. Who is shaping their faith? our students and they told us and if you haven't listened to that episode go back because you know we're talking about it's coming from the media when students are telling us who is shaping their lives it's important for us to understand who that is and many of you out there you have a greater voice in students lives whether you're a parent or youth worker than what you realize now I think one of the the biggest takeaway that I want us to think about from this episode is the fact that there are a lot of us that are saying nothing about this topic. We're saying nothing from our platforms, whether we're a parent, whether we're a youth worker, youth pastor, or a pastor. And I would say this, saying something is better than saying nothing. Now, some of you may disagree with that, but let me, let me make my case before you hear. I think sometimes we go, well, what if I say it wrongly or say the wrong thing? And there's so much fear that starts to to come into our minds when we think about, well, what if I stand up and say the wrong thing? Well, let me say this. Relationships supersede everything. If you've got great relationships, um, then that's what matters most. Now, I stand on a platform every Sunday with cameras. Our church is live-streamed, and everything I say is public, and I've talked about this and this topic, and I believe there's a way to do it in a way, again, that's non-emotional, that's loving, that com- that's compassionate, but that's also clear. And if you're worrying about what you know or where you can get uh, great information, let me give you this resource that you absolutely must look into. It's called the Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender. So this website for this organization called the Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender is... The website is centerforfaith.com, centerforfaith.com. And on that, there's research, there's podcast episodes, there, there's pastoral papers that can help those of you that are addressing this. There's um, information there for parents. There's a series that you can get for your church or youth group. And this is a website and a, and a page that's comprehensive that comes from... Um, a very biblical perspective in terms of a traditional view. So if you hold that view, and even if you don't, if you want to hear more about what that view is, um, that website, again, is centerforfaith.com. It's an incredible resource and has a lot of information there. We just want to encourage you, as a result of this data and what students are saying, this is something that we need to be talking about. It needs to be addressed in the church And let's continue to help students navigate this issue that they feel is important and they want to hear more what uh, Scripture and faith has to inform them in terms of the issue of sexuality. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.